This episode is brought to you by Cozy Earth, and I'm thrilled to tell you about them because I've loved Cozy Earth since before they even sponsored this podcast. Now, Cozy Earth creates these luxurious bedding products. We are talking about like the softest bed sheets you have ever felt in your life. I'm speaking from experience. Also, these amazing like sleepwear products, loungewear, like anything that you need to create this amazing soft, cozy sleep sanctuary in your own home, Cozy Earth has it. And about a year ago, I just, I kind of went for it and I ordered one of their bamboo sheet sets. And since then, I now have acquired four of their sheet sets because I love them so much. Like I pulled out that first set. It was so soft and cozy. And I was like, I cannot go back to basic bedding anymore. Like I felt like I was sleeping in this like soft billowy cloud and I had to get two sets for both of my bedrooms in my house immediately. And in honor of Mother's Day and the fact that all mothers and anyone who has a mother or who has had a mother deserves amazing sleep, right now you can use code MINDFUL for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. That is an exclusive Mother's Day offer. You are going to want to go and snag yourself some goodies at Cozy Earth. So get some for yourself. Also get some for your mom because what says thank you mom more than luxurious bedding and she'll think of you every single night when she goes to bed and she's like, this is so comfy. I'm thinking about my amazing kid that gave me this wonderful Cozy Earth gift. And let's be honest, mom deserves it. So head over to CozyEarth.com and use promo code MINDFUL for an exclusive 35% off. Soft as a mother's touch, Cozy Earth wishes you a happy Mother's Day. Hello and welcome to the Mindful in Minutes podcast, a guided meditations podcast brought to you by Yoga For You. I'm Kelly, and today I'll be leading you through your meditation. So go ahead and get comfortable, settle in, and enjoy your meditation practice. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this freeform episode of the Mindful Minutes podcast. So if you're looking for a meditation, you are not going to find it here, but you can either click the episode that's before this one in the feed, or depending on when you're listening to this, um, if you're listening to it when it's released, there will be a meditation coming out on Sunday, or if you are listening to this in the future, hello from the past, and you can either click the episode before or after this one, because they'll both be meditations for you. So today I wanted to talk about what is quickly becoming the most requested topic that I get. It used to be all about anxiety and insomnia, which is still a close second, um, but accepting change and dealing with change has kind of overtaken insomnia and anxiety and has become probably the most requested topic that I've gotten recently. And I mean, I get it. I totally get it. So we're going to be talking all about that today. And I have, I have thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts. I have like seven pages of notes, which is wild. We will see if I actually end up sharing it all. Um, or if it just gets too dang long, we shall see. But before I share my thoughts on accepting change, there is one thing that I wanted to share with you. One announcement, please don't fast forward through it. And that is that I'm going to be offering one more virtual retreat before I head off on maternity leave. Woohoo! So I'm going to, that was a woohoo for the retreat, but I guess a woohoo for maternity leave as well, because pork chop will finally be coming into this world um, in just about not even two months when this is recording. Unless he decides to come early, which hopefully 
he doesn't. Um, but anyways, so on October 4th, I will be offering, that's a Sunday, I will be offering the Ignite Your Fire Fall Retreat. And we will be focusing on releasing the old, igniting that internal fire within, all while embracing the season of change. So we're going to be sparking that pilot light within you so you can really just... I don't know about you, but like fall, especially when it starts getting cooler out and it starts changing, sometimes I can feel like a little bit sluggish and you just need to add a little more of that, you know, that oomph and that power back into your life as you move through fall and head towards winter. So we'll begin by doing a kind of a warming and cleansing and opening ritual followed by an all levels yoga practice, just designed to open the body and cultivate that inner strength. And truly anyone will be able to do this. So if you're an experienced yogi, maybe this will be the first time you're doing yoga all are welcome. I promise you'll be absolutely fine. Then we're going to do a workshop on releasing what's been holding you back and then crafting your own personal power mantra, which I will talk a little bit more about power mantras later in this episode because it relates to what we're talking about. And then we're going to wrap it up with a special guided meditation that I've designed for you and then do a kind of closing soul soothing ritual. So that's it. It's from one to 4 PM central time you will have to Google and see what the difference is um, in your time zone, but know that you will get a replay. So if you can't make it live, anyone that enrolls um, will automatically get sent the replay. And as always, this is a donation-based retreat. So you can pay what you can and all of your donations help to support the podcast. So it helps me to do things like get new audio equipment, which I need because my microphone has been on the fritz or I'm actually working on converting um, one of my new closets into the podcasting closet. And so getting the tools that I need to be able to create like that little sound booth so that I can really cut out um, any background noise and things for my meditations, those types of things. Um, So yeah, so it's 100% donation based. You get a replay and it's all virtual. So you can do it from home and that's it. I really hope that you can make it. This will be the last one that I'll be doing before I take a little bit of a break to be with pork chop and, you know, to rest and heal after birth. And yeah. So if you want to join, which I hope you do, you can click the link in the show notes, or you can visit my website, yogafreeonline.com. And you'll just click on retreats and under retreats, there's the at home retreats tab. You'll click that. It'll take you right to it. You just make a donation through PayPal, which you can do even if you don't have a PayPal account. Um, and yeah, I really, I'm really, really looking forward to this one. I have loved doing these virtual retreats. They are like the highlight of each season for me and just being able to like meet a lot of you and to connect and to teach. And even though, you know, traveling is still a little bit tricky to still be able to kind of share that experience of retreats, which for me is like one of my absolute favorite things and it just lights my heart on fire. So I love being able to do it and I hope that, um, that you'll all be able to make it and to join. So yeah, that's it. That's my announcement. And now I think it is time to get down to business or to get down to change, I guess. (laughs) So we're going to be talking all about change. Um, and with everything that is currently happening in the world right now, it's really no surprise that accepting change and dealing with sudden change, coping with change, all of that has become the number one topic that you are all requesting that I talk about and also create meditations for. So I thought 
I'll do both. So today we're going to talk about change. And then in just a few days on Sunday, I'll have a companion meditation for you that is all around accepting change and works with some imagery that um, I kind of talk about the significance here in this episode. So let's dive right in. First, I want to talk about why is change so hard and why do we struggle with it as humans? I will start by saying I feel somewhat fortunate right now in this moment um, that I honestly, I don't struggle with accepting change in my life the way that I used to. So if I'm being completely honest, the only reason that I feel that way is because life over you know the first 30 years of my life has thrown me a lot of unexpected, um, unwanted, really, really hard change. And it's only because I've been working with change for quite a while and that I've just, I don't know if you say fortunately or unfortunately, I think both. Um, in the moment it felt unfortunate, but now that I feel like I've kind of built up some resilience and some of these coping skills for change, fortunately, um, I've had a lot of experience having to accept change and deal with that and, um, learn how to adapt. And I really believe that every time that you kind of embrace change and that you ride the wave and something uncertain, unknown is thrown your way, that the more you do it, the easier it becomes and the faster you can kind of adapt and um, embrace that change. So I don't necessarily today want to get too much into like the, you know, the personal changes. I'll mention some, um, but you know, just off the top of my head, and this is where I say, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, um, a lot of these you've probably already heard about, but you know, having to live a very transient lifestyle for, for quite a while, for most of my twenties, because of my husband's job, uh, has really given me a crash course in change. Also, you know, things earlier, like when my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer, when I was 16, um, going from just being your normal kind of 16 year old high school student to then becoming her primary caregiver and having to kind of cope with that and accept that complete change and, you know, worry that I was going to lose my mom and, and really having kind of my high school years turned upside down, those types of things. Um, that's where I really was first, I guess, in, not necessarily introduced to change, but it's those kind of things when I say, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, um, the universe has thrown me a lot of opportunities to learn how to work with this, that I started to not only come up with these coping mechanisms, but really dive into accepting change and looking for ways to, you know, deal with this stuff. And, you know, what do you do when the universe throws you something? And now we're all kind of finding ourselves, most of us, I imagine, finding ourselves in a similar situation where we feel like we've just been thrown this just complete, you know, unknown hurricane that we're just trying to, you know, weather the storm. And how do we deal with this? And I worked a lot with it personally. And a lot of what I'll be sharing today is either you know, things that I've come up with through my own exploration, also some teachings that have been passed down to me as well. And also some insights that have come to me by working with a lot of people that are also moving through change. So a lot of times when people come on retreat with me or they are, you know, taking a training or do a mentorship or something like that, a lot of times it happens when someone is experiencing a really big change could be, you know, 
quote good or bad change, but I, I kind of want to, I'll challenge that a little bit later in the episode as to whether there is such a thing as, you know, good or bad change. But when someone's experiencing a change, sometimes you not only need help and guidance, but that's also kind of the chance to do something new and to, you know, maybe go on a retreat or, you know, maybe pick up a meditation practice or decide to start your own business or something like that. And so a lot of times, like time and time again, I hear from people that, you know, come to me or just kind of appear in life when they're going through a change. And just from working with people like that, there's some you know, similarities and, you know, different tools and methods that I've shared with those people that I want to share with you today. And I also, I want to just take a moment to say that everything that I share today and are just my own personal teachings and from my own life experience. And I don't want to minimize anything that anyone has gone through. And I know that change is hard and, you know, I've heard from so many of you that you're really struggling right now. And some of you feel like you're downright just drowning because of everything that is happening and all the change and uncertainty that is you know, happening around us. And, um, and I just, just a few notes on that. I really, I don't want anyone to feel like, you know, that I'm by any means like minimizing what they're feeling right now. I hope that in this episode, all you'll get from it is, one, the feeling of companionship, knowing that change is hard. And there's so many people out there right now that are struggling and are having a hard time with change. And it really, truly is probably one of the biggest things that that I hear people struggling with and, you know, asking for guidance on. And also just so you know that like, I hear you and I care for you. And I, I know that, you know, you can, whatever you're dealing with right now, that you can make it through. And I also want to just make a note that if you feel like the struggling and all, you know, those of you that DM me and things like that and say that you're downright drowning, um, you've heard me say this before, but I'll say it again. If you feel like the struggle is kind of beyond normal realms or kind of beyond your ability to cope, um, I encourage you to, you know, seek out like professional help, whether it's, you know, online counseling or whatever it is. Um, I'm kind of going to be sharing the, the DIY version of it, which I think can be really great and really helpful, but I also don't think it's like the end all be all. So just my little, I guess, PSA, um, I actually talked to my therapist a lot about this sort of stuff. <laughs> it's like, sometimes she calls it Kelly's philosophical corner and I'll be like, Oh, you know, Dr. Allison, let me tell you about, uh, let me tell you about my thoughts on accepting change or whatever. But my, my poor therapist, she, she earns every dollar that I pay her for that help. But if you feel like you are drowning or you are beyond, you know, your ability to cope on your own or do kind of the DIY, please seek out professional help. So with that being said, I know that change is hard. I know that the unknown is terrifying. And I know that it might seem like you're kind of moving through life blindly at times, waiting to see what happens next. And some days I feel that way too. And I want to share some of the teachings that have been passed to me from my teachers. I hope it brings you some peace, gives you some insight, gives you some food for thought. And also my own personal tools for the coping with change, accepting change, embracing the unknown, because that's kind of just where we're at right now. So that leads me to my first thought. And that is maybe not what you think, which is what can the fall season teach us about change? 
So the reason I wanted to talk about change now on this episode, even though I've been getting requests for it for, you know, months, is that it's currently fall and fall is a season of change. I not only personally love fall and live for it, um, but fall is the time and, you know, I'm talking about kind of like autumn or northern hemisphere fall, uh, you know, sweater weather, nice warm spicy drinks, cooler weather, um, the leaves changing and falling, all the things, that kind of fall. And one of the reasons that this is my favorite season, I mean, it is all those things, you know, the cooler, especially now the cooler weather, I feel like, oh man, I've just been like so hot all the time with this giant baby in me. (laughs) And, um, but it's also because of what fall represents. So to put it frankly, fall is a time when the earth willingly changes. It willingly kind of dies and goes dormant, releases a part of itself, knowing that that part will kind of die and decompose and it goes into rest while it lays bare. And although that may sound morbid by calling fall the you know time of like, you know, consensual death um, from trees and the earth, uh, hear me out. And the leaves changing colors and eventually falling off, I like to think of it as a natural release from the tree. So in order for the tree to be able to grow back healthier, it needs to, you know, and stronger and bigger, it needs to release the old. It needs to release, you know, the old leaves, maybe ones that have been damaged by like disease or, you know, eaten by insects. And it needs to release all of that. It needs to go dormant. It needs to be cold and bare and exposed. And it knows that, you know, over time that in the spring that there's going to be new leaves that will grow back bigger and stronger. And this process of, you know, releasing what is attached to it, that that is an important process, an important part of that tree's growth and evolution. And the reason that I appreciate that and love that so much, one is I think that it's not only like metaphorically beautiful, but it's also like visually beautiful. So seeing the leaves, you know, changing colors and the tree goes through a change and then it releases and it kind of goes through this metamorphosis. And I think that's something that we all can apply to our lives at some point of, you know, releasing the old, having to feel open and cold and vulnerable and bare, but knowing that new leaves and that new and change and evolution is coming our way. I would make the argument that nearly all of us are metaphorically in a space where we have either decided to release our leaves or perhaps maybe what's more likely is that it feels like the leaves are just being ripped from our branches while we're still trying to you know, cling on to them and keep every single leaf that we can. But either way right now in life, just with everything going on, um, the leaves are gone. And so I find myself feeling, you know, when I find myself feeling like I've lost all of my leaves and I'm left cold and bare waiting for the rebirth of spring to come. And sometimes it comes quickly. Sometimes it seems like it's a very, very, very long winter. I try to remember this process and that it is essential for my growth and my evolution. And if the old leaves weren't removed, the new ones couldn't grow. And I believe that the most beautiful thing about fall is watching the earth 
not just shed, but willingly shed and release and die somewhat so that it can come back stronger and healthier. And when I watch this happen every year, I really challenge myself to embrace this and to willingly release my leaves and willingly release the old and know that deep down within that new leaves will come. And that's such a big piece, at least for me personally, is, you know, embracing the unknown and willingly let go, but knowing deep in my heart that new will come and that these new leaves will come. There will be a rebirth of some sort somewhere and that I just have to trust. So a lot of times accepting change and embracing change is just kind of trusting the process. Um, or often you will, you'll, you've probably heard me say this before where I refer to it as riding the wave. And what I mean by that is if you're out surfing, granted, this is from someone that has never surfed before. Um, I lived in, I live in a very landlocked part of the U S but my understanding is you can't control the waves that come your way. But once you decide you're going to ride a wave, you have to commit to it and ride the wave. You can't fight it. You can't hop off halfway. You can't change directions. You just have to ride the wave. Otherwise the wave might end up riding you. You might, you know, fall off. You might be pushed into the water. You might get seriously hurt. Once you are on that wave, you have to ride it out to the end. So a lot of times the same process, I think about, you know, riding the wave. And that's what the trees do every single year is they kind of ride the wave of the seasons. And when it gets cold, they know it's time to release the old and it gets colder. They know it's time to be dormant, to lie bare. Then when it starts to warm up, they know it's time to begin that rebirth and that, that evolution and that change and, you know, generating the new leaves and reaching those towards the warming sun, all of that. So for me, learning how to ride the wave has been one of the absolute greatest tools that I have to accept change and probably one of the first things that I share with my students or just people around me and they're struggling with change is that you just have to ride the wave and sometimes I personally find myself on a wave and it may not have been one that I expected or even one that I wanted to ride but once I'm on it I have to embrace it and I have to just ride the wave and ride it to the end and see where it brings me. And that's just a part of the process. And I've had to, you know, like I said, I've had to embrace this every time I've moved to a new place because of my husband's job or, you know, when things happen, things out of my control, very much like what's happening right now, um, where maybe there's something externally that happens that really impacts, you know, my business and, it's something that's completely out of my control and it's a change that's just kind of tossed in my lap. And I think, oh my gosh, like what on earth am I going to do with, with this? And, you know, you just, I just have to ride the wave when, you know, my mom got that diagnosis and it was in my lap and I was just devastated. And I mean, talk about feeling, you know, like all the leaves had just been like this giant storm just came through and ripped all of them off just leaving me completely just bare and exposed and cold and alone and all of that like that I really just had to you know ride the wave of that process and you know ready or not it was coming and I could either you know fight the whole process all the way you know scrabbling trying to find every single little leaf and hold on to anything but knowing all along that the leaves were gone 
And I could do that or I could choose to ride the wave and to trust that somewhere deep in my heart and deep in my bones that that new would come and that that rebirth would would come. Um, I have, I have done both. I have at times in life, you know, felt like I embraced the change and chose to ride the wave. And there have been times where I have, you know, gone on this wave kicking and screaming. And ultimately the thing that, you know, they, they did yield different outcomes. I would highly recommend riding the wave versus fighting the wave. Um, but the change itself, there's nothing that I could do that could, reverse that change or you know make it not happen once that change was in my lap it was happening and I was on that wave and it was just up to me to decide whether or not I was going to ride it or I was going to fight it and like for me a lot of times in life with you know moving a lot or you know having to you find yourself in a position where you're a caregiver at a young age or um you know looking face-to-face with really kind of dire financial circumstances when you're trying to run a business or whatever it is because of, you know, a pandemic or whatever's happening, um, I kind of have two options where I can ride the wave or, you know, I can stay inside, I can be depressed and I can wait until, you know, maybe my time was up and I was moving to the next place or wait until, you know, things, businesses start opening up or just, you know, waiting and seeing if, my mom was going to be okay or not. And it really just boils down to the same thing. And that's when change comes your way, regardless of whether you wanted it or not. You don't need to struggle tooth to nail to hold on to the old. Either way, those leaves are going to be gone. You just need to accept that it's time for change. It's time to release the old. It's time to, you know, maybe feel cold and bare and barren and just believe down in your heart that somewhere on the other side there will be evolution and rebirth and growth and you know strength in some way shape or form and embracing this idea has helped me so so much not only during past times of change but also this current time of change and I'm I'm sure I've told you about this before but I think back to um the beginning of March, in which in just a few days span, I found out that I was pregnant, which, you know, was one of those, you know, good changes. It was something that, you know, I had been really hoping for and that I was really excited about. And, you know, my husband and I were, you know, thrilled about, but at the same time, it was also just like terrifying, like, oh my gosh, we're going to be parents. And, you know, we're starting this new chapter in our life. And then a few days later, um, you know, COVID really came in full force here in the U.S. and everything shut down. And then I was, you know, grappling with, you know, stay-at-home orders, but also having to cancel um, all of my travel plans indefinitely, which meant, you know, not only letting a lot of you down, which broke my heart and really crushed me, um, but also, you know, meant issuing a lot of refunds and, you know, losing a lot of money on plane tickets and things that had already been scheduled and, It was just, I mean, it was a mess to put it lightly. And I also know I don't have to explain it to any of you because that was just my personal mess, but everyone was experiencing a mess at that point. But I just remember there's probably like a two week span in which it was just like so much change where I felt like, oh my gosh, you know, now I'm becoming a mom. And now I have no idea if my business will even 
survive. And also, you know, I don't know, you know, my husband works in the ICU a lot. Like, will he get sick and potentially die? And just all of these things where it's like so much just happened all at once. And it was not easy. <laughs> I mean, that makes it sound so small and so trivial. Um, but that was probably one of the one of the toughest times that I personally had in terms of accepting the wave and choosing to ride it. And even though I've been working at this for a while, there's still times, there's still things that get thrown my way where I just think, oh, how am I ever, you know, how am I ever going to weather this storm? How am I going to, you know, ride this wave? How am I going, you know, will the leaves truly come back this time? And they always do, but that doesn't mean that it's, that it's not hard. But I truly believe that one of the reasons that I'm still standing, um, you know, with, with somewhat of my sanity still intact is because of not only, I mean, eventually I did kind of have that, you know, that moment in which I, you know, realized, okay, this is another wave that, you know, I need to ride. I've, I've, I've ridden the waves of change before. I'm going to ride this one as well. And we're going to see, we're going to see where it takes me and just trust and know that deep down somewhere it's, you know, this is an important part of my evolution and my change. And, you know, I just keep one foot in front of the other and just embrace the uncertainty. And that's where I really had to let go of my old leaves and accept that the new would come. And so for me, not only is fall this, you know, wonderful, beautiful, fun time, I do love, love fall, but it has such a deeper significance for me and I always just feel so connected and like inspired by this time because it always reminds me of this idea of like you just have to let go. I mean, those leaves are coming off whether it's by, you know, the trees releasing them, whether it's by a storm, it's by wind, it's by, you know, people pulling them. Like those leaves are coming off and I just find this time of year in that process to be really beautiful and really inspiring and also probably one of the greatest representations of accepting change that we have and it's you know all around us so I truly think that the first thing when it really comes to learning how to cope with change is to just recognize that this is just a part of life this is a part of the natural process of your evolution and your growth as a person and that it's just a wave that you need to ride whether it's it's pleasant or not so I really do think that's like the first and biggest thing that that you can do if there are two things that are for certain in my life right now it is that one I'm really trying to prioritize the food that I put in my body because I know what I feed myself I end up feeding baby poppy and two I do not have a lot of time and even if I have aspirations of having these great balanced meals, sometimes I just do not have enough time to follow through on that, which is why I'm so happy that I have discovered Factor. And Factor makes these delicious, ready-to-eat meals. They're fresh, they're never frozen, they're chef-crafted, dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So they are perfect for me on those really busy mom days when both kids are going crazy, and they're perfect for my husband when he has long shifts at the hospital. He doesn't really get a meal break, so he can just pop one in the microwave, and it's ready in just two minutes. And I love that they are no fuss, no mess meals, and they're good. 
They're really good. Plus, you can customize your weekly meals with flexibility so you can get as much or as little as you need. We need different amounts on different weeks, and so this is perfect for us. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunches, snacks, beverage. So it really is just perfect for us. So head to factormeals.com slash inminutes50 to use code inminutes50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. That's code inminutes50 at factormeals.com slash inminutes50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. If I could go back and do one thing differently when I was starting this podcast, I would have set up my online store right away because as this podcast began to grow and I had dreams of different products, the things that really held me back from starting that was like not knowing how to set up an online store, which is why I'm really excited to tell you about Shopify because Shopify makes this so easy and you do not have to be stuck in the how the heck do I have an online store stage like I was for years. And Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, whether you're just starting or maybe you're about to make your one millionth sale. And you can sell anything. It could be meditation decks. It could be artisanal candles. Maybe you make dog bandanas. Whatever it is, Shopify has got you covered. Plus, it helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which is amazing. Had Shopify existed when I started this podcast, it would have made my life so much easier. I wouldn't have been stuck and like frozen and not knowing how to start up an online store, which took me years to do because I just... I didn't know about Shopify yet, but thankfully you can learn from my mistake and sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mindful, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mindful now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash mindful. All right. So I want to now share my second thought on accepting change with you, which is that you need to become aware of the lens in which you see the world. So here's the deal. We all see the world through our own personal lens. We all do it. Our lens is made up of things like our life experiences, what we were taught as a child, the people that we surround ourselves with, the media we consume, everything, literally everything around you contributes to your lens or how you see the world. And Patanjali talks a lot about this in the Yoga Sutras, which if you haven't studied the Yoga Sutras, um, it's certainly not a prerequisite to listening to this podcast. But if you are wanting to deepen your practice or you want to kind of explore some of the, you know, the not so physical side of yoga, that might be a good place to start. So a lot of you that DM me and ask for book requests, a lot of times I'll tell you to dive into a copy of the Yoga Sutras. But Patanjali tells us that we all have this lens in which we see the world. So in an ideal world, we would all just see everything for what it was. So if I were to, you know, stand in front of all of you right now and hold up an object or something like that, we would all see it slightly differently because of the lens that we see it through. So this lens, I mean, it can be anything. It's a lot of times it's our perceptions, it's our beliefs, it's, you know, our prejudices, it's anything that kind of impacts the way that we that we see things and yes it it can apply to objects but a lot of times it applies to you know situations or groups of people or different things like that it's it's how we see the world and in an ideal world 
we would all be able to just remove our lens. This is what Patanjali says is truly, you know, awakening or enlightenment, or he says, you know, how your mind can become like a flawless diamond. And that would be just a complete removal of the lens where we would just see everything clearly and see it for what we are and, you know, what, what it is. But unfortunately we're humans and we're flawed and we're on this journey and that's just not, that's just not how we do it. I'm sure I, you know, there's people that I've met that I felt like really saw the world without any lens. I don't feel like I'm there yet. If you are an enlightened being, please let me know. Cause <laughs> I want to know your secrets. Um, but this lens that we have, it's, it's so important when I, when I say it and I start to describe it, I think oftentimes people kind of, you know, retreat back and think, oh, you know, the lens is, is bad. And it's not always bad. The lens just, it is what it is. But the thing that can get in our way or, you know, how this lens can trip us up is if we don't have an awareness of it. So Patanjali tells us that, you know, this lens that we see the world through, it's through things, you know, like meditation and yoga, these introspective and self-reflective practices where we can become one, aware of the lens, which is so important because there's probably, you know, I know there's a lot of people moving out there. I used to be one in which I didn't realize that, you know, everything that I was seeing in this world, I was seeing through my lens, right? Everything that I was sharing was my truth, but it didn't necessarily mean it was like, you know, the capital T truth. And now a lot of times, you know, when I talk to other people and, and it, it does also help me to have a little more love and compassion for people when I recognize that, like what they're sharing with me, um, is what they perceive through their lens. It's, you know, their belief, it's their truth, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's, you know, the truth. And so as we do these introspective practices, we can not only become aware of the lens, which in and of itself is so, so powerful. Once you start tapping into and realizing everything that you see, everything that, that you believe, everything that you do is all formed, you know, is all seen through your own personal lens. It becomes so powerful and so illuminating, but then also you can slowly begin to, you know, remove the lens or, or clean the lens. So things you know, get a little bit sharper. If you've ever trained with me before, you, you've heard me use this analogy before, but it's my favorite. And it's a lot of times I think about, you know, the lens as kind of being in a, like a dark room. And so if you have no awareness of the lens and you're just kind of moving through life, it's like you're in this dark room, you wake up and there's no light in the room and you start kind of just feeling around and you might feel things and you try to, you know, guess based on what you see and what surrounds you. You might say, oh, I feel, you know, it seems like I'm on a bed. So maybe I'm in a bedroom. And if we never do anything to, you know, challenge ourselves to be introspective, to, to reflect, to evolve, to change, then we will never get any light in that room to be able to see what really surrounds us. But as we do these practices, as we, you know, not only embrace change, but we challenge ourselves. We step out of our comfort zone. We do our meditation practice. We, you know, practice self-love. We do our yoga practice, all of these things. It's like there's a curtain in that room. And every time we go inward and we kind of seek the truth, a little more light is let in. That curtain just lifts up just like a tiny little bit. We get a little more light and then we can look around and we can take in some more information and we can, you know, make a better deduction as to where we are. And then we continue to work on it. A little more light comes in, a little more light comes in. And then before you know it, 
you have, you know, ultimately we want the shade all the way up so that we can just let all the light in and be able to see things clearly for what they are and take the guesswork out of it. And that's kind of where we're headed, um, you know, with, with the lens. So the lens itself, um, I could probably do an entire episode just on the lens. I, I love it. I love this idea. I love this concept. It's something that's really just truly kind of changed my life. Um, but since we're talking about change, I won't let myself go down that, you know, wormhole too much, but in terms of how the lens applies to change, it's really just recognizing that we see the world through a lens and the way that we see change and the way that we, you know, accept or reject or, you know, our feelings towards change, that all comes in and is filtered in through our lens. So if our lens tells us that change is scary and it should be avoided at all costs because, you know, routine and the familiar, that's what's safe, that's what's comfortable, then this will be how we perceive change, whether we realize it or not. If we become aware of the lens, then we may be able to recognize that the change that's coming at us, we may be perceiving it as scary and unknown, but that it may, you know, be an opportunity or it may just be another rate wave, blah, blah, wave we have to ride, whatever it is. And so instead of being able to kind of see the change, you know, clearly, we recognize that we're taking it in through our lens And then if we can work on removing that lens, that we may be able to see the change in a new light. And that really takes, you know, the fear and the worry out of it. So if you're someone who really, really struggles with change, I challenge you to reflect on why is it so hard for you? Like what is so scary about change? I, in my life and sometimes in the lives of the people around me, which maybe they find annoying, but I do it anyways. I sometimes like to play devil's advocate and I'll often say, well, you know, but what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Like what's so scary about that change? Like, you know, what, so I was just talking to someone where I was like, you know, what, what would be so bad if you did that differently? Like what would, you know, what would be so bad if you, you know, ordered a different drink at the coffee shop? Instead of always getting a cappuccino, what if you, you know, try it a latte? Like what, what is so scary about, what's so scary about, you know, your, your kids becoming adults and whatever it is, right? So sometimes I like to be a little sassy and play devil's advocate for those around me, but also a lot of times for myself, if I find myself coming up resisting change, I will ask myself, why, why is that so scary? Um, you know, what, you know, is this, is this really what it is or is it just, you know, how I'm filtering it through my lens? So if you're someone that really struggles with change, I challenge you to kind of play devil's advocate in your own life and ask yourself like, why is it so hard? What's so scary about it? And it probably goes back to something that makes up your lens, like past experiences or the community that helped raise you or your parents, or maybe, you know, this one comes up a lot when I'm on retreat. Um, you know, maybe when you were a kid, you were taught that stepping outside of the box was wrong. And that if you did that, if you did something differently, people might judge you and that judgment from your peers or from your community was the worst thing ever. Um, that is when I hear that a lot when I'm with people and they're kind of working through change is kind of this fear of, of judgment from others. Um, and that that's all part of, you know, the lens, 
And now as an adult, you may fear change because it will take you into the unknown and it may lead you again to to judgment by your peers or by yourself, which is seen as a terrible thing and you want to avoid it and, you know, fight anything that is different. And oftentimes I have found in my own personal life and also, you know, through stories of my clients and um, friends even that a lot of times the things that we think are keeping us safe are actually the things that are causing us the most suffering. So those things that we fall back on, you know, trying not to change anything in life or, um, you know, for me, this manifested a lot in kind of my late teens, early twenties. And after years of just not being accepted by my peers and having some really kind of awful and traumatic experiences, like at the hands of other kids, um, in my school and in my community because I was different and I had learning disabilities and, um, I, I didn't do things the way everyone else did it. I saw the world a little bit differently. Um, and that absolutely shaped my lens. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't see things the same after, you know, a string of those experiences. I started to really see the world with a lot of sharp edges. And as a result, I tried to save myself by closing off my heart and not letting others in or letting any vulnerability out or just, you know, keeping my heart closed and guarded. And I thought that this would save me. I thought that this would, you know, if I completely closed myself off and let anyone see me, didn't let anyone get to know the real me, that then I would no longer kind of be tormented by the people that were around me that were, you know, causing me so much pain just because I was different. And it wasn't until I realized that this was how I was viewing the world, that this was a part of my lens and that, you know, that truly, although I thought, you know, this was saving me, that it was really causing me a lot of suffering. It was hard for me to build deep relationships with people. It was hard for me to have, you know, romantic relationships. It was hard for me to be close and allow others to feel close to me. And that's something that's so important just in life and in, in human connection. And it really wasn't until I realized that this was how I was viewing the world and that my ability to form relationships and to have an open heart was being so deeply impacted by how I was filtering things in through my lens that, you know, it wasn't until I had that awareness that I could begin to evolve and heal. And recognizing the way that your lens impacts the way you feel about change or other issues can be so deeply powerful. Even if you don't kind of realize that you're maybe resisting change at every step and where it's, you know, coming from, if you don't realize those things, then you can't really change it. So becoming aware of the lens, recognizing it, challenging yourself, like how is my lens changing the way that I address and accept or reject or deal with change in my life? And then once you kind of have some of those answers and do that deep dive, you can do some work on it. Another thought that I have on accepting change is ask for help and wisdom both from within and from those around you. So like I said at the beginning of the episode, if you're really, really struggling with change and we're kind of past the DIY version and we're maybe, you know, getting into something a little bit more serious, reach out to those around you, check in, name it, ask for help. Even if it's just articulating to a friend or a family member where you're like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm really struggling and I just... 
I just need you to listen or I just need a friend or a lot of times for me it's it's my mom where I can just call her and you know cry and say this is what's this is what's going on I just I just need you to listen and doing that can be so great and so powerful and don't feel like you have to go through these change and these struggles alone or you can always ask for professional help as well so if you're going just you know beyond tough and into you know maybe something more serious definitely ask for help ask for help from those you know around you whatever it is um i also find that asking for help from within is so incredible and so helpful when it comes to not only embracing change but also navigating the change so you know how do i you know do these these twists or turns and how do i now navigate this change or navigate this wave that i am now riding and a lot of times that's going to look a few different ways for me. That's probably going to look um, like working with mantras. So I do have a couple of mantras that will be in this weekend's meditation. And you may be hearing some sound right now. Um, I don't know what Mila's doing, but she's laying here. And if you hear a little, some little jingles or sounds, that's, I think she's trying to itch her head on the carpet currently, but it's a little loud. So I'm sorry if you hear that. That's just my girl. Um, so working with mantras, I do this a lot, especially around change. So a mantra is a sacred sound or phrase that resonates deep within you that can help cultivate shifts or changes um, in your life or in your body or around you. You've heard me share mantras before in past episodes and meditations, um, but when it comes to change, a few of my personal favorites include, I accept this new path and embrace the direction my life is headed. Also, I honor the change that is necessary for my growth. I do not fear what is unknown. I ride the wave of change and I embrace the uncertainty of life. So you could certainly use any of those mantras that I just rambled off or if there's another one you know or you could create your own and you just repeat it to yourself during meditation as many times as you need to until you really feel it. You really feel its power. So that might be a few times. That might be many times. And this is also what we'll be working on in the workshop portion of the fall retreat. So I'll be talking more about mantras there and how you can use them to remove obstacles from your life. And then I'll also help you craft your own personal power mantra. So this piques your interest. You might want to join that so you can get your own personal kind of power mantra crafted. Another one of my favorite tools for accepting change is to ask for help and guidance from within during these uncertain times. So for me, and a lot of times, you know, for my students, what I share with them, this looks like when you're meditating, opening your heart and opening your mind and asking the universe or your intuition or God or your spirit guides, your highest self, whatever you believe in, just ask for help. Just open it up. Help doesn't always come from this astral plane, my friends. And a lot of times some of the best help and guidance comes from a completely unknown space. But if you ask for the help, it will come. So this could be you know, specific guidance or help on something or just general guidance where you say, okay, universe, okay, highest self, right? Spirit guides, like how, like where, where am I going? I have this change in my lap. What, what should I do with it? Where should I go? I'm feeling lost. I'm struggling. I need help. Can you help me? And usually just asking your higher self or someone or something bigger and greater than you for some direction and some help can be extremely helpful and illuminating. Um, I have had, you know, 
experiences with this where I, I truly felt like it was as clear as like a voice speaking to me, like someone was in the room saying something. It's also just been kind of a, like a little feeling in my heart where I just felt like hope where I said, you know, I'm really struggling. I need some help. And I just felt like, you know, I had this new hope that was kind of awakened within me. And, but I do find that if you ask for the help, you'll get it. So you can ask for help from within, or you can say, you know, how can I best handle this change? Or what is the opportunity that lies at the end of this? What is the purpose of this change? And, you know, or you could just ask for some comfort during that time. Um, So if you haven't done this before, or you haven't done it in a while, I recommend that you give it a try. Also side note, if you're curious about spirit guides, you can listen to the episode that was released on March 8th of 2020, where Gina, my love, Gina Seval, leads you through a spirit guide meditation. And she also has a lot of spirit guide info on her podcast, which is called Past Lives and the Divine. I recently did a spirit guide workshop with her and I really enjoyed it. And it kind of really kind of piqued my interest in, in spirit guides. So that's a side note there. And the final tool that I like to utilize when I'm working with accepting change um, might be one of the hardest, but it's probably one of the most like hands-on and it absolutely works. And that is to challenge yourself to be uncomfortable and subject yourself to a small change every single day. So first I want to make it clear, being uncomfortable is not bad. If you can take like one thing from this episode, it's that being uncomfortable, yes, is uncomfortable, but it is not bad. Life is uncomfortable. You will have to do things that push you out of your comfort zone. Your beliefs will get challenged. You'll have uncomfortable conversations with people. You'll have to stand up for yourself when you're scared or you feel voiceless. Life is uncomfortable. Growth is uncomfortable. Evolution, change, that is all uncomfortable. Uncomfortable might not be pleasant in the moment, but it is 100% essential to being able to live a fulfilling and purposeful life. And it is absolutely essential for your, your evolution and your growth as a human. So I really, really want you to kind of think about this idea of, you know, uncomfortable is not bad. And I'm not talking about, you know, the uncomfortable where, you know, if someone is making you feel uncomfortable for something they're doing, speak up, right? I'm talking about the uncomfortable, like doing something different, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. And I like to do this by challenging yourself to get a little uncomfortable every single day. So you don't have to completely throw yourself out there and, you know, reinvent the wheel and do the biggest, baddest, scariest thing. But think of it as kind of like change and discomfort and struggle training. So if every day you have a little bit of discomfort, struggle, or change, or all three, then if you do this you know, daily for quite a while, then every once in a while when the universe throws you a big giant curveball or a huge storm that knocks off your leaves, then you are prepared. You've been training for this. You know how to accept and manage the change. And it really, really makes a huge difference. So some ways that... <laughs> there's me like you're being very loud you're being very loud thank you um sometimes i find with these free form episodes that it is very hard to sit in my little closet for that long so i usually sit up in the living room which then invites mila to come hang out right by me make all this noise so anyways that's that's my girl right there 
So a few ways that you can step out of your comfort zone, challenge yourself, get uncomfortable. It might look a little something like this. Maybe, like I said, you always order the same thing at the coffee shop. You always get that cappuccino. And you know you might think, well, why do I always get a cappuccino? And maybe every single day for two weeks, you order something different and you try something new. Sometimes what you order, you will really like. Sometimes what you order, you will not like. That's not really the point. Um, the point is to step out of your comfort zone and do something new and challenge yourself and get a little uncomfortable and take a risk by doing something new. You could, you know, do something like talk to someone that has different beliefs or a different opinion than you ask them, genuinely ask them, you know, why, why they think that, why they feel that way. I mean, a lot of times it's going to boil down to their lens and how they and how they see the world but I challenge you to do this in a way where you keep your heart open and you just kind of sit and listen to someone and have a real conversation and dialogue with someone that maybe feels differently than you on on certain things and you know maybe I really do believe that in this world maybe we could do you know a little less shouting and a little more listening sometimes um but doing something like that, like that's a bigger one. It, it is uncomfortable and it's and it's hard and it's really challenging to keep your heart open, especially depending on what the topic is. But doing something like that, like sitting with someone, talking to someone, having a conversation with someone um, and making sure you're doing just as much listening as talking, that maybe feels a little bit different than you. That's a big one out there. You, know, you could take a different way to, to work. You could um, try you know, a new hobby or a new form of exercise. You could mix up your daily routine in some way. Maybe you always eat dinner at 6 o'clock and you decide today I'm going to eat dinner at 6.45. Whatever it is, right? If you, you know, a lot of times also doing something that you know you're going to struggle at or even fail at can be really great for this, kind of training yourself for, you know, feeling like you're putting yourself out there and um, and really struggling. Like one time I decided I was going to pick up calligraphy and I was absolutely horrible at calligraphy. <laughs> horrible, horrible, horrible. And it was really hard and I struggled and I was not good at it, but it also felt really good and it pushed me out of my comfort zone and, and it was good for my soul. So something like that. You could start that podcast you've always been dreaming of. Um, you know, getting real, getting very real with you. I I still get a little flutter in my stomach every single time. I've been doing this for almost three years now. Every single time before I hit that publish button, knowing that I'm about to put something out into the universe, out into the world that's so deeply personal as either a meditation that I created or these, you know, once I started doing these freeform episodes, like this one right here, and I, I just feel like I'm kind of turning myself inside out and like exposing myself and, you know, being raw and vulnerable with thousands of strangers. And to me, that's, you know, that's really scary. <laughs> it's still scary. And I really, honestly, every time before I hit that publish button, I kind of get this little like, ooh, this little flutter, this little nervous of like, okay, here we go. I'm putting it, I'm putting it out there. And and it still, it still scares me a little bit, even three years later. And even though it scares me, and even though it sometimes, you know, really makes me feel kind of vulnerable, and um, I still, I still keep doing it, and I will keep doing it. And it's, you know, it's essential. If I would have just kind of let my fear, or my, my worry, my, you know, inability to kind of embrace change to get in the way, I never would have created this podcast. 
And so you get the idea, right? Anything, anything that's a small change or a mild discomfort in your life, you should do it. You should do it often. You should do it with gusto. You should do it with joy. And and you're just, you're learning how to embrace the discomfort and change on these small levels. So then when you get the big, huge scale ones, they're a little bit more manageable. And you just do this with anything else. You just do this, you know, every day. And you learn how to embrace the change. You learn how to ride the, ride the wave. You practice it on the small scale. You get better at it and better at it. You get more resilient. And then when you get thrown the big, huge, giant life curveballs, you feel like you have some tools in your toolbox to be able to manage and and cope. And learning how to embrace the discomfort of life and change really allows you to be freed from the chains of routine and dependence on the familiar and the pleasant because that really can just make you feel like you're just you're bound and there's so much just freedom that comes with learning how to ride the wave and so my final thought on accepting change because I just have just been chit-chatting for so long my final thought on accepting change is to always keep in mind that the change you are experiencing might just be the catalyst that you need for deep and profound evolution and opportunity that you could never even dream of this has happened to me several times and it wasn't until I accepted you know all the hardships and what I perceived as doors being slammed in my face or tragedy or you know the world being turned upside down it wasn't until i recognized and accepted that this might actually be an opportunity for me that i realized it was a launching pad into either a new venture or maybe a new relationship or an opportunity that i never thought i would experience in this life or it just led me to a destination that just was exactly where I needed to be, even if I didn't know it. And I think it's important to remember that if you're going to be open to the good change, then you also need to be open to the hard change as well. Change is change. It's going to happen to everyone. It's a part of living life. Change is going to come your way. And it's when we look at it through our lens and we decide whether it's good or it's bad that then we start to kind of tell ourselves a story about the change and what's happening instead of just recognizing, you know, being a little bit more like an observer and trying to take some of our feeling out of it as much as we can. And of course, that's easier said than done. And just recognizing that change is change and it's a part of life and it's going to happen to everyone. Just like the leaves are going to fall off the trees, it's a part of, you know, life and that new leaves will come back. So that is, that's, that's really it. Um, my personal thoughts on embracing change. I hope that it gave you something to think about, whether it's, you know, maybe there's things that inspired you. Maybe there's things you disagreed with. Maybe there's things that you agreed with. You know, again, this is all just me sharing my thoughts and they all come through my lens, right? It's my truth. It doesn't mean it has to be yours or the truth. And if you're finding it hard right now with all of the uncertainty of life and the changes that have kind of been thrust upon us globally, know that you are not alone and that it might be hard now, but sometimes you just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And one day that sun will be shining again and winter will be over and 
all of this will be in your rearview mirror and you'll know that you survived this and just like the trees outside that you know after your time of dormancy that you are being reborn and you have these brand new shiny healthy leaves you're stronger more resilient than ever and that you just that you made it through and you just you really you just get to choose when it comes to change if you're going to ride the wave or if you're going to fight the tide so those are my thoughts on change accepting change embracing change and that is what I have for you this month. I hope that you enjoy Sunday's meditation. Um, I've already written it. I'm pretty excited about it. It's one that's inspired by this idea of the leaves changing and releasing. So it'll go. It's kind of a companion meditation to this episode. So I hope that wherever you are, that you are finding some joy in life and that you are doing all right. Thank you so much for listening to me for an hour. Holy buckets. Hopefully you're on like a good walk or a drive or something. All right. Thanks, guys.